Yo, what's up, everybody? On this episode of the Bullpen Podcast, our guest is tuning in straight from the land down under. So listen to me and Alex Saunders get into about exactly what's going on in the crypto and blockchain world in Australia and in all the magnificent things he has going on with his news outlet, Nuggets News. Let's do it. Oh, wait. One more thing before we get to the podcast. In this podcast, The Crypto Bunny, any co-host and his guests do not give financial or investment advice and encourage you to do your own research on all topics mentioned. Do not invest into this market what you can't afford to lose. I bet I know what you're thinking. Is this really Morgan Freeman? Well, unfortunately not. But Lyndon thought it would be a good idea to use such a soothing voice for the legal mumbo-jumbo to smooth things over. Now, let's do it. Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Play ball! the bullpen podcast number nine the crypto bully wow <laughs> he makes it look so easy and that ball has left the stadium hey what's up everybody i want to welcome everyone to episode 12 of the bullpen podcast powered by ecc I'm your host, The Crypto Bully, also known as Mr. Crypto Carlton, and here on this podcast, I like to get into the bullpen with some of the most interesting and influential individuals in the blockchain and cryptocurrency space to pick their brains about their opinions and see what they have going on. So today, we have a really awesome guest tuning in all the way from Australia, which I'm excited about, which is pretty cool. This gentleman man here, he has a previous past in pharmacy and the health industry. He's also a very well-known educator in Australia, founder and CEO of Nuggets News, which is a really awesome YouTube channel amongst other things that he offers. But without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest for today, Mr. Alex Saunders. How are you doing today, man? I'm really good, mate. I'm excited. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. No problem, man. I, uh, again, I appreciate you taking the time to come on to the show, man, and, and chop it up and things like that. You know, I had caught wind of you not too long ago. And uh, man, I've been doing some research on you and seeing what you have going on, man. And I really love what you're doing, especially with Nuggets, with, with Nugget News and stuff. But before we even get into that, man, just for the people who may not be as familiar with you, you mind just giving them a little background of just kind of your past and then how you kind of got roped into blockchain and crypto? Yeah. So as you said, I am a pharmacist, but in 2012, I read about Bitcoin on Zero Hedge, which I'm sure a few of your listeners are familiar with. And I was just instantly down the rabbit hole and I'd been watching documentaries about banking and finance and the JFC for years. So as soon as I read about Bitcoin, digital money, I knew it was going to take off. There wasn't actually anywhere you could buy it in Australia in 2012. So I had to wait to 2013 to get my hands on some. And then 2017, you guys know the story, crypto got very popular, it blew up. So I started making videos to help people. And now we have about 100,000 followers across all our social medias. And I do this as a full-time job, which is really good. Nice. That's what's up, man. Congrats on that. Was it like a hard, was it like a, was this like this hard thing when you knew, okay, I'm going to be making this transition from the conventional job over to the crypto world? Like, how did that feel? Was that like a hard thing to do or was it, was it pretty simple for you? It's a funny story. So I had a friend who works for Australia Post, which is the equivalent of your like FedEx, I think. And they've been going down like a lot of those companies now because people don't use mail as much. And my one of my good friends had just been made redundant. And when we started blowing up, we had, you know, hundreds of people messaging me every day and, and whatnot. And my mate said, oh, look, I'll help you out. And within a month, that turned into a full-time job for him while I was still working at the pharmacy. And he said, man, you know, when are you going to quit? Like you're doing this part-time and I'm doing this full-time for you in the background answering all these <laughs> emails and messages. And I was like, you know, 
you know what, you're right. Like I've just got to bite the bullet and quit because I was, was getting married in a few months' time then and my wife was sort of saying, you know, we've got our wedding and all this coming up and you're going to quit your job as a pharmacist to make YouTube videos. And I was right. like, oh. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I mean, from what I could tell at least, I think that's worked out well. <laughs> I think you made that, <laughs> you made the right decision for sure. Yeah, now she's like, oh, you know, can we do this? Can we do that? And I was like, come on, you you weren't even supporting me to start off with. So she owes me, yeah. That's funny. That's hilarious. Of course, yeah, got, got to enjoy got to enjoy reaping the benefits from it, man. Yeah, from what I've looked, when I looked into to, to, uh, Nuggets News, man, I, I definitely love what you did. I love what you created, man. And I, I love it because I feel like that is what a lot of people need, man, to have people like you in the space that kind of spearhead and give people an outlet as far as to come and get educated, to come and get really good, solid info. Um, and then not just be, you know, the basic FUD or, you know, the stuff you may see on and off Twitter and things like that. That's what I love about it. So I was, yeah, checking out your YouTube channel, man, and, uh, your website and things like that. And I, I, I want to say thank you for, for definitely making that leap from, you know, pharmacy into crypto. Cause I feel like, yeah, I feel like we need a lot of people like you and, um, people that really help kind of how to educate people and just, you know, get people more familiar with everything that's happening in crypto. Cause I'm sure, as you know, we both know things go so fast in the crypto world and, you know, stuff changes all the time. So to have a central point to where, you know, somebody can go and get good information. I feel like that, you know, that's, that's always good to have. Thanks so much, mate. It's always, always good to hear that and that was always my focus and I guess my passion is making these videos and explainers and when you've been through I think um, six of these huge corrections since 2012 sometimes people just need to hear that this has happened before and what's going on this isn't in the world so yeah without a doubt man and so when it comes to like cryptocurrency right obviously I'm over I'm over here in the US you're over there in Australia what is the cryptocurrency scene like in Australia you know is it crazier than it is over here is it a big talk is it you know is it a lot of talk about regulation and is taxes like this 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 horrible thing that people don't want to deal with you know what is it what is it like over there it's just insane i think that i've heard estimates that australia owns like between 20 to 30% even of the world's crypto which is just crazy if you consider how small our wow. population is we had an, an exchange called coinspot that yep. was a very good multi coin sort of altcoin exchange and they've been around for a couple of years when, and when you think that you know KuCoin and Binance weren't around a year ago that really was an easy on-ramp for thousands of Australians and some of the numbers I've heard from the Australian exchanges are well into the hundreds of thousands of users and when you consider we've only got 25 million and probably 15 million over the age of 18 that can buy crypto it just blows me away the percent of people that got into that bull run last year and we we're very active in the Facebook groups in Australia and there's probably about half a dozen groups and they've all got, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 people in these right. Facebook groups that didn't exist a year ago. Wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's that's pretty heavy. That's intense. That's, that's a lot going on, man. Um, Yeah, and I know that too, just from personal experience too. You know, I have a, a Facebook group called Crypto Legends and a lot of people that I interacted with early on in that group were actually from Australia. And a lot of people, man, especially during that, like you said, during that bull market from that, uh, the, the December all the way into like late January, man, people were on it. And I heard a lot about CoinSpot. Obviously, you know, them, that's obviously their way to, to buy crypto, number one spot to buy crypto over there. So I heard a lot of people about doing that, man. But I, I just see so much. I feel like you guys are doing so much over there. Um, paying attention to so many different I things. Yeah, I mean, if you want to unpack it a little bit more, I think that Australia is a pretty lucky country and there are a lot of people here in the middle class that do have a little bit of cash to burn and we were hearing stories of all the guys working on the mines. Right. That, you know, they're pretty cashed up, pretty cashed up and, um, you know, it was going into summer where everyone's having their barbecues and sports events and they're outside socialising yeah. in Christmas and New Year's. So it's just that time period where everyone's telling their mates, oh, get into crypto, it's so easy. And that I just yeah, went crazy. Man, yeah, that's that's man, that's pretty awesome. And so I mean, with with all that being said, it, as far as like, do you guys is it is annoying over there as it is over here when it comes to like taxes and when it comes to like the regular regulation of, of certain tokens and things like that? Yeah. As <laughs> always, the authorities are a little bit behind the eight ball. Right. So they were sort of putting out more and more guidelines and there's all these people that think, oh, you know, you don't have to pay taxes unless you do this and that. So we've actually worked, you know, fairly closely with the ATO and I've made a couple of videos and they have a little bit of input. 
But I certainly think that it's the same for you guys, that it's a square peg trying to go through a round hole is what I explain (laughs) to people because if you sell technically from one altcoin to another, that's a taxable event. And a lot of people, you know, they went from their Bitcoin or their Ethereum into an ICO during the peak when they were sitting on huge gains and now they're sitting on huge losses. So on paper, their tax bill is actually like, you know, 30 grand, but their account's now only worth 20 grand altogether or something horrendous. So we just hear these horror stories. So yeah, it does suck. Yep. Yeah. Definitely hear horror stories. That's kind of was like, I remember last year in December during that, during the whole, whole Bitcoin run and things like that. I remember here in the US, it was the thing like January 1st is when everything was going to change. That's when they wanted to stop allowing people to do like the 1035 exchanges, which here in the, here in the US, you know, if you can basically roll over your profits from a like, you know, asset to another one of a like asset. And, you know, they were going to get rid of that. And of course, the whole, you know, when going from, like you said, from one altcoin to another, you know, it's considered a, a taxable uh, transaction. And th- people were just like, like, damn, what are we going to like? What that's, that's going to be annoying. Like to think like, I mean, you imagine the people who day trade crypto. So you guys had a, had a law where you can roll over from a similar asset to another. See, we don't have something like that in Australia. Yeah. So we, and generally that's used in real estate. It's called a 1035 exchange. And you know, you can say, take the profits that you made for a particular property. And if you don't pull them out and then you just roll it over, say into another investment property, basically it doesn't get taxed. And then, you know, it doesn't get taxed at that moment that is. And then you just uh, kind of keep going. So people were like, yo, you know, from an altcoin perspective, you th- you would think the same thing, like uh, you know, one altcoin, you know, Bitcoin yeah. or or Bitcoin to an altcoin, they're all cryptocurrency. So they were applying that same rule, and I'm pretty sure the government was like, no, nah, wait a minute, <laughs> like I don't, I don't think we're liking that because yeah. now people can make crazy amounts of money, and they're like, you know, unless they pull it out back into fiat into USD, you know, they don't, it's not going to get taxed at that no. moment. So they pretty so- much dead at that January first. <laughs> So we've got a lot of exemptions around property and we do have things like no capital gains, um, but property, I'm actually making a video about Australian property because I think it's the biggest bubble of all time. 65 years without a 20% correction. Wow. Wow. That is insane. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a bit scary. And then, I mean, just thinking about real estate in general, I mean, even, even over here in the States, it's pretty much the same in the sense of it's just like, I mean, obviously, with the exception of, you know, the huge, uh, you know, recession or whatever you want to call it that happened in, you know, 2008, 2009. Yeah, it was a lot of it's a lot of crazy. A lot of people. It's almost funny because. You hear people talk about real estate here and you hear the people who are like, oh, I love this. And then you almost hear kind of like conspiracy theorists like, this shit's rigged. You know, it's like, you, you sure you want to yeah. do that? Yeah. You want to participate in and, it? Uh, it's, and it's sort of indirectly related to crypto because right. people in Australia are fearful of this big coming recession. And the Aussie dollar has already gone from a dollar ten against the US dollar down to 70 cents. People are definitely fearful. You know, China's slowing down. We've got a housing bubble. And if the Aussie dollar tanks and you're in Bitcoin and crypto, it's the same as being in you know Venezuela or wherever and the right. performs very well with priced in local currency. Yeah, and I, I and that's one thing like I've had a lot of conversations here in the US talking to certain people and they're kind of wondering like, okay, if we do go into another recession, how is the crypto market, how are we going to respond to the crypto market when it comes to that? You know, is it going to be a direct correlation of where it's like, okay, if our, you know, if our economy tanks, then people throw all their money into crypto. Is it going to be similar? Is it, you know, it's going to be different. And, you know, the thing I always find so interesting about that is obviously when you're talking about crypto, it's not like, a, it's not just the US market, you know, it's a world market. So everybody has skin in the game. So to me, you know, conversations like that definitely piqued my interest because, I mean, you really, really don't know. I mean, you can, you know, you can speculate, you can guess, you can, you know, say a lot of different things. But, you know, to really pinpoint what's going to happen, you know, it's one of those things that I just can't wait to see just to see like, okay, what's going to actually happen. Do you have any thoughts on that? Because I know I've done a lot of work on this and I think if there's a, a stock market crash 2008 style where all the li- liquidity gets sucked out of everything and people just have to sell and scramble for money, then I think everything would go down. But if I think it's this gradual erosion of purchasing power and ongoing fear, then I think Bitcoin acts as an alternate asset and money does flow into it. And you know what? And here's the weird thing. So when I think about that, I honestly think one of the things that will have a huge factor into what happens to 
to the crypto market, at least specifically talking about here in the U.S. when it comes to what happens with our economy. I honestly think media, the regular media, mainstream media and social media will have a huge play on it. Because I think about now how many people rely on that to get actual information on what they should do with their money or ideas. Okay, I should do this and do that or I should go into this. I'm really curious to see how mainstream media would portray crypto at the point when, you know, or at the point if our economy starts to tank. So I think that'll have a huge play in it. I mean, it, I'm like, you see so many different things going on. You hear about all of these huge corporations and financial, financial institutions getting skin in the game in the crypto and blockchain and patenting things and, and, you know, making their way and, you know, creating an exchange or some sort, something basically to, to introduce, you know, them into the world of crypto and blockchain. And it's just like, there's no, all of these companies are not doing this for nothing. Obviously, if all of these companies are participating in this and they're seeing the potential in this and they see that there's something to offer from a technological standpoint and from a financial standpoint, you know, I feel like that that that's going to play a huge part in it. Oh, 100 percent. And you can go down the rabbit hole and put your tinfoil hat on. But this stuff is already (laughs) happening. We see people getting censored on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube, YouTube demonetized my videos, if I say something wrong in it, it's just crazy yep. the censorship that happens these days and I don't need to tell you guys about it in the US with Alex Jones and the Donald Trump elections yep. and all this sort of crap that you just hear nonstop. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I definitely agree. So it's, and that's why I said it and that's the thing, it's like when I think about it and that's why like me, honestly, I try to stay as far away from mainstream media as possible. I watch it for like shits and giggles or just if I just want to you know, see like somebody tells me something crazy, like, do you believe they said this on the news and stuff like that? But but generally speaking, like I like to I like to to come to individuals like you. I like to watch individuals like 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 minded individuals like you and you know, do research for myself and and pull facts and see what's going on and you know, read in between the lines and you know, you have you know, I mean, even like last year when Goldman Sachs was just like telling everybody not to buy crypto and then come to find out they're like secretly buying crypto. You know, like you know, you're like, really? <laughs> so you know, yeah. it's, a lot of that goes on here all the time. I think we're so lucky that we live in the age now where, you know, last night instead of watching TV, you flick on Mike Maloney, the new Hidden Secrets of Money or episode. Yeah. And you can just watch watch whatever content you want these days on, yep. on your smart TV. Yep, without a doubt. Yeah, it, it makes it so much easier um, because you don't have to necessarily just take the mainstream media's word for it. You can. You can hop on Google and you can research stuff for yourself. And I feel like that's one of the most powerful things uh right now is being able to research stuff for yourself now of course obviously you've been thinking about google and stuff just like you said you still have to worry about censorship and things like that but at the end of the day you know they you know they're not 100 percent proof on censoring things so you know there's often things that fall through the cracks i don't want to jump around too much because i I know we'll mainly talk about crypto but if i can put my pharmacy hat on for a second yeah of course What's the documentary called uh, A Leaf of Faith done by the guy that did the steroids documentary, a U.S. guy, and it's about Kratom and the opioid epidemic in the U.S. and stuff? Absolutely amazing documentary, and they're trying to make that plant illegal in the U.S. that helps hundreds of thousands of people, and everyone banded together and got active on Facebook and petitions, and they changed what the FDA's decision was, and that sort of stuff where we can get together as communities is very powerful, whether it's lobbying for that sort of thing or for cryptocurrencies i agree and it is it is very powerful and stuff like that you can i mean it can it can cause such a wave in whatever direction you take it really so being able to do things like that you know that's that's what i'm saying that's what i love about the age we're in right now you know a lot of things are really possible you know even with the way like i said they try to censor things and, and you know they try to keep certain things away from people but it's just like you know, they can only do so much at the end of the day and things like that. So, you know, uh, that's why I said I'm just curious to see where everything goes. And I think I think it's going to be in those moments, in those recessions, in those economic downturns that I feel like people are really going to see like, OK, what what's crypto made of or what is everybody going to flock to? You know, what is everybody going to be paying attention to in the moment where, you know, you have this like, OK, the economy's fucking it's going to hell. At least it seems like it. So what are we going to do? You know, what are we really going to do? So, you know, I, I feel like I, you know, it's like I can't wait for that moment, but I can't wait for it at the same time. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. And I think people continually go to Bitcoin, just yeah. like the US dollars, the reserve currency. I mean, we've already seen at the moment, you know, altcoins are down 95% now. 
and money yeah. has flown to Bitcoin. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. It's like, yeah, when I think about it, think about it from uh, then, you know, the all time high of almost 20,000 and then to where we're at now and uh, just seeing. And that's what I was telling people, man. I told people for so long. I was so happy when the, the price started going back down. And we started going into a, a bear trend because I was just like, yo, this is if this if this keeps going up and the rate is going up, this this shit's gonna get crazy. Like it's really gonna get crazy. And um, you know, just like any any healthy market, it needs time to breathe. Like seriously. So Oh yeah. I mean, to, to draw a parallel to what's going on, and I was just said this has happened about six times, but to, particularly in Ethereum, when it just got started. And it ran very quickly from a few dollars up to $22, I think, back in 2015 or 16. And then they had the the hack and it had a, a big correction all the way back to $6. And that was yep. you know, a gift, a buying opportunity, a 70 or 80% correction yes. to buy something that was very exciting and new. And that's exactly what's happening right now. If you yep. have a project that you've done research on and you're very convinced that they've got a working product and a good team, you get to buy it for 90% lower than it, than it was. Exactly. And that's where the people that have done the research will hopefully make 10x or 100x on their investment over the coming years. Exactly. Yep. And that's that's exactly what I say. You know, this is this is a this is definitely a huge opportunity right now. Looking at a lot of the altcoins, looking at the price of Bitcoin, looking at where they're sitting at now to where they were sitting at obviously 6 seven, eight, nine months ago, it's a huge difference. But like you said, if you take the time and you really do the research and you really you really know the value in a particular project that you're interested in, I mean, you do, you can buy it on sale. You know what? And the funny thing, the one thing that I loved when I went on your website, the Nuggets News website, the one thing I loved, which was actually in your little bio section, is it says, Alex has a unique investment style that combines fundamental analysis, technical analysis, and market sentiment as key drivers in decision making. I love that. And the reason why is because I usually see so many people who pick one or the other or, you know, make only fundamental analysis or only technical analysis or only market sentiment and things like that. But I love how you take those and you combine it to combine it together. Cause I do the exact same thing. Cause I feel like they all offer value when thinking about an investment or making an investment decision. So to me, that just, I don't know, to me, you know, maybe I'm just different to me. That just makes sense. It makes sense to do it that way. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone will tell you that one doesn't work and the other doesn't work. Right. So having an understanding at least of each of them is important. I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause I, I can't tell you how many times I've, you know, looked at projects and all of those things end up being key factors and why I make certain decisions that turn out being a good decision, you know, because all of them matter, you know, obviously, you know, with crypto being so new, knowing how to search for a project, knowing how to spot a scam is super important. You know, technical analysis definitely, honestly, whether you're doing a long-term or a short-term, I definitely find value in technical analysis. I always tell people to make sure they learn that as well. If, 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 if at least on a basic level, you know, if you're just doing, you know, volume, you learn how to read candlesticks and then, you know, you learned a couple indicators, you know, you don't have to go super elaborate. You know, there's certain people who, you know, have been doing Elliott wave analysis for, you know, 10, 15 years and things like that. But, you know, just to have a basic understanding of all of this, you know, to me, it just it'll only help you to help help sharpen sharpen your investment tools so that you feel more comfortable and you don't necessarily have to be caught up in the emotional side of possibly making a wrong investment decision because of you know lack of knowledge of something. So exactly, and that's been a huge focus for us. You know, in the premium stuff that we do, the fact that we can have an Elliott Wave trader, you know, a guy that's all fundamentals in the same group having discussions, that's been very very powerful for us. Yep. Yeah, I definitely see that, man, without a doubt. And so another thing with you having, uh, and it's funny because you you obviously have a background in healthcare uh, with pharmacy and things like that. I actually do too. So what I did for a long time is I was actually an EMR consultant. So I basically traveled around the US and I used to teach, you know, doctors, nurses, surgeons, basically how to use their ele- electronic medical uh, recording software. And, you know, Healthcare and blockchain or healthcare and crypto to me has always been an interesting topic. And I think obviously, you know, with healthcare, especially here in the US, right, there's so many things that can be improved by blockchain when it comes to, you know, uh, data privacy, obviously with there being HIPAA here and, you know, being having to be so strict with how they 
relay data back and forth to each other. And then thinking about something like, for example, the communication of, you know, a hospital or, or a health health company to an insurance agency and the process you have to go through in order to receive money. There's so many things that I feel like blockchain and crypto do that can improve that. And I was just curious, like, do you really, do you see that being a, kind of the same thing? Like just, there just being so much potential in the healthcare industry when it comes to blockchain and crypto? Oh, absolutely. I literally, we just uploaded an interview yesterday about this with an American lady, Kat, who runs a project called Simply Vital Health. If people want to check out that interview and people don't realize that pharmacies use fax machines. It's like the only industry that's still in the stone age. And if you go to your doctor and then the hospital and then your pharmacy, none of these people are allowed to talk to each other with their health records. It's just insane how it all works. And people will get discharged and they'll have a new medicine at the nursing home, but none of their other doctors know about it. And all this stuff your listeners probably know already that, you know, blockchain solves this. And in terms of privacy, we can give people, you know, their private key on their Medicare card. And then an ambulance officer that finds them unconscious might have a private key that can unlock their health records if they find them unconscious. And there's all these sort of things we can start to do with blockchain technology. It's the perfect fit for healthcare. Yeah, I, I agree 100%, man, without a doubt. So, and I just think about, you know, obviously healthcare and just so many different industries that that same kind of mind, that the same kind of, uh, of thing can be implemented on just transforming the industry, making it more concrete, making it more safe, making it a lot faster, things like that. And that's, you know, I'll, I'll so look forward to the innovation in the healthcare industry when it comes to blockchain and crypto. You know, you have companies, the individual that you said you interviewed and so many people who are really trying to make their mark in that, in that field, in an industry and transform it. And I, I think it is going to be a help on a worldly level. I think it's going to be a, a huge help because it'll just make it easy for, uh, you know, healthcare record databases to communicate. I mean, imagine somebody going to visit over in Australia, something happens, they have to go to a hospital or something, but having a system set up to where, okay, if they come back to the US and their particular, you know, uh, provider needs access to that information, it's easy as requesting something within the blockchain, within, you know, whatever protocol or, or certain stipulations they have set up. You know, that's that's an ideal situation. Uh, I mean, people, People forget that a blockchain is just a distributed ledger and for to replace banks, a ledger of all the money is perfect. Yes. And in healthcare, we need a, a ledger of everyone's health records. Again, it is literally perfect. So, exactly. Yeah. It just makes sense. <laughs> it does. It really yeah. just makes sense, man. So there may actually be a lot of newer individuals, right? So to blockchain and crypto who are, are listening to this right now, my question to you is, if you had to think of three things that you would tell somebody new to crypto and blockchain, like these are the three things you want to start with or pay attention to, what would that be? I think if you're getting in now, you, you're really lucky because it's a lot of your friends that probably told you to got in, you know, you're buying at better prices than they are now. So I think taking your time and learning because everyone reads about it and they feel like they've got to throw that thousand dollars they've got in their bank at it the next day or whatever coin they've read about and then two weeks later it's at a lower price or four weeks later they've read about another coin but they've already put all their money into one thing so i think taking your time and dollar cost averaging is probably the one of the best pieces of advice i can i can give anyone and or other than that, align yourself with multiple sources of news. So don't yes. be afraid to listen to someone that says Bitcoin's going to go down as well as the guy that's saying Bitcoin's going to go up. Right. And listen to their reasons and decide if you think which one's telling the truth or who's got more fact-based information. So multiple sources of information and understanding what you're investing in. So. If you understand Bitcoin, if you understand Ethereum, you're far more confident to A, buy more if it goes down in price, but not panic or do something irrational. If you, particularly for altcoins, there's good projects out there now, as I say, that are down 90 or 95%. If you bought something because your mate told you to on Facebook, you probably don't (laughs) know if it's a scam or a good project and, and that influences your emotions will influence the way you act and panic and sell and so on yep 100 percent agree yep that's what i tell people all the time 
education is important. Like you said, multiple news sources, I feel like is important because I mean, you know, there's so many people out here that give opinions, right? You definitely, it makes good to compare. And I like, like, I like to find the Peter Saddington, the, the Alex Saunders that are in this industry. And I feel like give great news. I definitely would suggest people to go to your channel, go to the YouTube channel. I literally just went myself <laughs> and subscribe, watch a couple videos, man. Like I said, you, I'm so big on that. And that's what I love about what you're doing. Uh, with Nugget News and things like that. I mean, you really, I feel like you really do care. Like you really do care about people. Um, your mission says it all and that you really are trying to help people and educate people. And I advocate for that a hundred percent all the time. Not to mention, I was looking on your website too. It seems like you do, uh, you also do like offer professional services and things like that consulting. Yeah. So we help startups, everything from helping write their white paper to design their token economics on how their project's going to work best. A lot of people coming from the traditional business background are now trying to get into this space and they don't know how to run an ICO or how, what do you do with your Telegram group and you need to set up a Reddit account. So just, I guess it's a mix of some pretty advanced stuff down to some very basic stuff of, on the people that want to get into this space. Then we do premium education where we'll go to Melbourne and Sydney and then the other night we spoke about security tokens and we get some guests in that are in the regulation space and people that are running a security token offering. So we just love doing that community meetup and our biggest service is our 40 US dollar a month premium group where we have a Facebook group and a Slack channel with a thousand people and we talk crypto 24-7 from trading to the best projects and helping each other out if you're getting into it. So yeah, all our premium services have been very popular now and we've got three or four full-timers and a couple of more part-timers at Nuggets News now. Nice. That's awesome, man. I love to see growth like that. That's that's pretty awesome to see uh, see you chipping away, man, and getting stuff done and growing, man. Uh, stuff like that, when I hear that, it excites me. I love that. So, man, keep doing what you're doing without a doubt, man. I, I love it. Definitely going to be sending people your way without a doubt. And yeah, I just think there's a lot, there's a lot to learn, man. Like you like I said, you know, there's so much changing on a daily basis in crypto and blockchain. You know, you, you never know what can happen. Like, what do you think? Good question. What do you think will be like the, you feel like the next big thing? Like, what do you think everybody may be talking about next when it comes to blockchain and cryptocurrency? I mean, everyone's fascinated with security tokens at the moment, but I, I think there's going to be a lot of hype but I think that's going to be played in a different ball court, if that makes sense. You're not going to get FOMO on Facebook groups about a big security token offering that's only for you know accredited investors or, or something like that. So that's going to bring a new wave of people into this space. But then I actually think that we're going to see a return to more of an ICO style where people will realize that certain aspects of doing it in the decentralized crowdsource fashion are more important than doing it to the few rich VCs and, and securitizing assets and real estate. And that that's going to be different to companies just offering securities as a fraction of ownership. So there's all that sort of stuff that, that is exciting. But I think that continually people will return to Bitcoin and the secure proof of work network. People are going to learn about why this is so important. And I definitely think that Bitcoin is going to go up dramatically in price Ethereum, once they've finished scaling and becoming that world computer, I right. think these projects have just got a couple of years head start on everything else. And people, everyone wants to be the get into the next thing. They feel they've missed out on Bitcoin or it's too late to invest in Ethereum and so right. on. And I actually think that it's a bit like Google and Facebook and Amazon. There's probably going to be four or five huge winners and it's not just necessarily going to be, oh, the other 20 that are pretty good and do a similar platform platforms are all just going to go up as well. I think it's going to be a bit of a cutthroat world in the coming years. Yeah. And I, I yeah, yep. I, I feel it's going to be that way. Exactly. Matter of fact, that was literally the mentality that I had when I was thinking about crypto. When I got into it, you know, when I first got in, I got in like everybody else. I'm like, oh, I want to make money. You know, I <laughs> I used to do uh, um, futures tradings and things like that. So, you know, I was interested in, in the trading aspect of it. And then when I really started doing research on the blockchain, I was like, man, this is actually a lot more than just trading. And my first thought was like, I'm like, okay, when I'm looking for a project, when I'm doing my fundamentals on on coins and tokens and things like that, I'm like, I want to look for what I feel is going to be the Google equivalent, you know, the 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 Yahoo equivalent of 
basically the crypto world because like you said i feel like there are they're going to be those major players that i feel like they kind of stick out among the rest the ones that's that's had that head start and um i feel like those are going to be that's that's where the huge opportunity lies you know and of course it's something that takes a lot of patience and a lot of time and you know it's you almost have to continually evaluate a project and see what's going on but like you said, when you think about Bitcoin, when you think about Ethereum, when you think about the, the these projects, what they've done already and the things that they continue to do and can will be able to do in the future, that like that's exciting. That's really exciting to me. And I look forward to see how that transforms the space as a whole and other, you know, different projects emerge and, you know, different innovations are created and things like that. So like, do you think <laughs> is it? Is a funny question. I know last year, right? Everybody was talking about this like crazy. I don't hear people talking about it as much anymore, or at least at the moment, the whole flipping situation, right? So with Bitcoin having market dominance, things like that over all the other coins, do you think that there will be a time where that that switches and Bitcoin may not necessarily be the dominating the market at a particular point in time? Geez, you're asking me to upset all the Bitcoin maximalists out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think in that scenario, what it would look like is Bitcoin hasn't scaled well and other things have caught up or right. got better. So if, if Bitcoin can't find a way to scale and if it's anything like last summer when it was $50 a transaction fee, right? you know, the Bitcoin cash crowd are going to be screaming from the rooftops, use us and Litecoin are about to do another upgrade soon where fees are going to be down to like a hundredth of a cent. So Mm -hmm. if everything else is better and people have got, you know, Litecoin on their Coinbase account or Bitcoin cash or whatever, I think, yeah, only Bitcoin can undo itself. So until then, I don't think anything passes it, no. So it'll be there. Yeah. I definitely agree with you on that one. Um, and yes, it's, and it's funny, like what you said a, a little bit earlier is that I hear all the time people say like, well, you know, Bitcoin, you know, when Bitcoin was, you know, 20,000 or even now, even now with it being around the price of the points that it's at, at now, I hear people say all the time, like, oh, it's too late. Oh, I can't get in. What am I going to do? And then, you know, they immediately go and start looking at the altcoins and things like that. But I, I, I don't think, I still don't think it's too late. I feel like that there's still a lot of opportunity, especially in a moment like now where you have had such a significant pullback on price. Yeah. And very few people huddle the entire time. People say, oh, Bitcoin from $2 to $20,000. Well, how many people actually held that? whole time and, and sold anywhere near the top and made a ridiculous amount of money. Exactly. Yeah, you might have a little bit of survivor bias where you do hear these stories occasionally on social media, but I know plenty of people that got into Ethereum at a couple of dollars and sold it at $10. Yep. And so just because Bitcoin is going to go from $6,000 to $60,000 in the next couple of years, I believe, it doesn't necessarily mean that Everyone's going to make money. We're not going to have peaks and troughs where people panic and sell just like last year at five thousand right. or three thousand dollars. It's this cycle is going to repeat, and it, it just because something goes up doesn't mean you make money. It's not that easy. It's definitely not that easy. And I tell people all the time: people try to they'll people will try to simplify it, and they'll try to be like, you know, oh, trading is easy. You know, buy low, sell high. Like, it's always like, okay, yeah, you say that, but then when you actually get into trading, especially a market like cryptocurrency, which is, you know, basically damn near brand new to the whole world, you know, now, you know, right over 10 years old, that it's not that simple. It's never that simple. Oh, man. Oh, last, <laughs> so I do, I do a little bit of one-on-one with people where we do a video chat and we can help each other out and whatnot. I had a lady last year who said she was quitting her job to trade cryptocurrency because you just buy when the chart goes down and you sell when the chart goes up and I just oh. thought it can't be serious I, I couldn't convince her not to quit her job <laughs> that's scary yeah when people say that that and that's you know what and the funny the the one thing I always do when people say stuff like that is I always tell them the the horror stories that I that I hear from people who have done trades or you know don't know as much about crypto and get lucky on trades and stuff like that. And I'm like, it's not that simple. As much as we would like to think it's that simple, it's definitely not that simple. You know, especially if you're talking about a large amount of money and if you're using exchanges, you know, a lot of people like the one thing I always tell people all the time that I always usually stomp them on to people who are newer to crypto, that is, I, I, I tell them I'm like, okay, so you're getting in the market, you know, you're going to invest in a particular coin 
and you want to trade it, you hope to make a bunch of money off of it, whether you're doing a long-term or a short-term trade, whatever whatever your case. Do you know, if you make a bunch of money, do you even know how you're going to withdraw it? Do you know if you're, you know, what your exchange withdrawal limits are and things like that? And it's like, people be like, oh, yeah, I never thought about that. And I'm like, yeah, like you want to, you have to look at everything. You know, I know, I knew that I knew a guy, I'm not going to say his name. This guy, he was so excited to trade. He jumped in. Guy literally went from, I think about $20,000 to I want to say it was something. It was like $800,000 in two days and lost almost all of it because he didn't know how to exit the market. He didn't know how, you know, where to sell and where, you know, where to go and everything. So, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, you, I promise you, take the time to educate yourself on the market um, sentiment, on fundamental analysis, technical analysis, on how to navigate through Like all of that stuff is important. And it's like, if you if you miss a point, it, it could come back to bite you. So a lot of people had Coinbase. And in in Australia, you can't sell on Coinbase. You can only buy. So last year, we had all these people that were, you know, sitting on huge returns. And then I heard a horror story of someone sending it to, um, you know, GDAX, which is now Coinbase Pro. Right. And they thought they could, they could sell there. And then <sighs> they couldn't sell. And then they went to move it out. And it says, oh, you've got a 20 Litecoin a day limit now. And they had like a 1,000 Litecoin they're trying to sell for $500,000. So all these bottlenecks and, oh, it was just it was just chaos last year. Yep. And that's, yeah. It is, yeah. I've heard so many stories like that. Like, it's insane. And that's why I tell people, I'm like, I promise you, just take the time to educate yourself. There'll be more opportunities. Markets have cycles, you know, and just take the time to educate yourself. At the end of the day, you know, it, you want to be in a position to where you make an informed decision and make money, not just get lucky. Because in this type of market, usually getting lucky comes with a cost. And usually that cost is based around losing money. <laughs> so, you know, I always tell people like, yeah, definitely educate yourself. If you educate yourself, the money will be there. And then you'll find other cool ways to make money. You know, you end up doing something like creating Nugget News <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, consulting people and really, you know, really furthering the space. So, yeah, man, I, I tell yeah. people that all the time. Man. It's, it's funny. As, I'm going to have to do an episode one time where I just have people come on and just tell like stories of like the craziest stuff that's happening to them in crypto. Oh, yeah, God, I, I could name a few, I reckon, but I'm, I think we're running out of time, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 without a doubt, man. Yeah, 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 we are. Uh, <laughs> man, I could talk about this stuff forever. Um, you know what? And one, let me ask you this. Uh, one question I do want to ask you, man, I ask this to pretty much everybody that comes on the show. What mark do you want to leave on the blockchain and cryptocurrency world? Oh, our goal has always has been to, to aid that mass adoption. And it's very exciting for me to see this happening. As of last week, a company called Travel by Bit got a $3 million grant from Binance. Because nice. in Australia, you've been able to pay every bill with cryptocurrency for three years now. Wow. And Travel by Bit are rolling out merchant adoption where tourists, people can book their entire holiday, go to the Great Barrier Reef and pay with Bitcoin. So we're very lucky in Australia that we're actually getting there already. We're nearly towards this mass adoption where people can do it, but wow. I want to get people do actually doing it and for it to be better. So if people can pay with Bitcoin or Litecoin and that merchant gets 100% of the fee, they don't have to pay 3% of Visa or MasterCard, then that's better for the merchant. That's where I want to get it, where everyone's using it, but everyone's not just using it for the sake of doing it because they've got a cool app on their phone. Right. Because it's actually quicker for them to do and it's better for the merchant. They don't have to worry about exchange rates or credit card fees. That's where I want to get it to. Nah, yeah. I like that. I definitely, yeah. So basically what it sounds like is I need to move to Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're ever in Tasmania, mate, you can come stay with us. Oh, without a doubt, man. I definitely appreciate that. I definitely plan on doing it actually next year. Um, I plan on, I almost literally want to like tour Australia and go around and just experience, experience Australia, experience crypto and blockchain in Australia. And man, just, just enjoy it, man. Cause I mean, just the thought of being able to do something like that, like you said, like, oh man, I wish I could pay my bills in, um, in crypto. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That makes things easy, man. 
Well, again, Alex, man, I, I super appreciate you coming on the show, man, chatting it up with everybody and talking, man. Uh, I'm sure people are going to be excited to listen to this, man. Why don't you go ahead and let people know, man, where can they find you? Where can they find uh, Nugget News and all of that good information? Yeah, so we're just Nuggets News on all the usual socials, guys, and we do videos every day on YouTube or head to nuggetsnews.com.au for more information on all the other stuff we do. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. And everybody, just so you know, too, I'll have all of this information in the uh, the show notes. So understand that there'll be links to all this stuff there. So I, I recommend I tell you guys, like I said, I've already checked out a couple of his videos, obviously, from the conversation we're having right now. Definitely. Alex is a good person to follow um, and check out when it regards news in general, when it comes to blockchain and cryptocurrency. So Man, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have you back on the show in the future, man. We're going to have to talk again, especially once things get a little bit further in the healthcare world, because I'm 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 so curious to see where that's going to go. And, and like I say, like the next five or 10 years. So, yeah, man, you're always welcome back on, on the Bullpen Podcast, without a doubt. Thanks so much for having me, mate. And I'd love that to come back on in the future. Awesome, yeah. man. Well, sounds good, man. And, and uh, yeah, everybody stay in touch and, and you take it easy. All right. Thanks, mate. Bye. All right. All right. Is that yep. good? Yeah, real good, man. That went that was awesome. That went great. <laughs> did go quick, didn't it? So so yeah. Did you used to trade futures, you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did futures a little bit. Um what I was doing, I used to do mainly I used to do uh yen. I would do the Swiss franc and I would do well, then usually those those were the two. Um I would do Euro every once in a while too, but I, I was I love yen and uh Swiss franc. But yeah, that's kind of how I guess it was funny, right? So back then I learned that I did it and then I stopped because I got heavily into real estate, real estate investing, and I learned that field a lot. And then I kind of circled back around and started getting back into futures trading. Well, this, what, three, three and a half, was it three and a half? Yeah, three and a half years now. No, it was longer than that. Four and a half years now is when my friend first introduced me to the idea of cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. And he didn't have a financial background at all. He didn't have a technical background. So what he was telling me made no sense. And I was just kind of like so focused on real estate and everything else. I was kind of like, eh, nah, you know, not my cup of tea. Knowing I should have looked into it. I wish I would have looked into it back then, but I didn't. So, you know, two and a half years later, after he's been doing it, now he knows more. He's more financial savvy, um, more technical savvy when it comes to it. So, you know, I had a mutual friend of ours who was just like, you know, oh, yeah, you know, our friend Dennis, who was the guy, he was just like, yeah, he's he's still in it. And I was like, really? And at that point, the only thing I ever heard about when it came to Bitcoin was mining. And it was getting to that point where they were having a conversation where the the technological things are getting so advanced that you have to have ASICs in order to mine and things like that. So I'm just kind of like, okay. I'm like, yeah. And, you know, obviously it costing a bunch of money unless you're doing, you know, hash power and you're doing hash pools and stuff like that. So I'm just like, yeah, no, not my cup of tea. But I'm like, if he's still doing this, there has to be a reason why he's still doing it two and a half years later. So when I talked to him again, at that point, he introduced the trading aspect to me. And that's when the light bulb went off. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, you're talking about a whole new asset class you can trade. So I was like super gun ho about that. And then from there, that's when I learned about the blockchain part. And that's when I really got all the way sucked, sucked down a rabbit hole. And I was just like, OK, well, yeah, pretty much crypto everything now, blockchain everything. So, <laughs> <laughs> And the rest is history. Yeah, the rest is history. Literally everything I do. It's centered in some way, shape around some some way, shape, or form around blockchain and crypto. Like literally, if I if I think of a business idea, if it doesn't involve blockchain and crypto, I feel like it's just it's just not a good idea. <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't sound <laughs> right. So, and then I'm you know I'm so stuck. You know, one of the first things I did, it was pretty much the first thing I do when I think about anything. When I from an investment standpoint, I think of like, okay, first thing I search and teach myself, how do I spot a scam? How do I not get Played out of my money. So that was the first thing I, I started researching in crypto. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, there's, there's a lot of a lot of people trying to scam. A lot of projects trying to scam. Just a lot of, you know, questionable stuff. You know, it's unregulated. So it's like the wild, wild west. So as yeah. soon as I got a hold on that and I knew what to look for and how to do the good, you know, good fundamental research on projects, I was just like, oh, yeah, it's go time. And then... um you know, learned about how Twitter has a crypto world of its own and it has all types of 
interesting and not so interesting individuals in there. So, uh, you know, my thing was, was like, I felt like there was just this huge displacement between people who wanted to utilize crypto or blockchain in one way and then like them having good information to pull from or people that they feel like they can trust to point them in the right direction and then not just be about money or not just be about fame or notoriety. So that's when I, you know, the whole, the whole, everything pretty much popped off with, and that pretty much with, okay, I want to do something that I feel like is going to help people. So that's when a Facebook group came and attacked and I, you know, started doing the crypto legends. And then how I even got to doing a podcast, which is even funnier is that this wasn't even my idea. I'm like, I, my goal, my goal was to do a podcast in the future, but I was just like, eh, you know, you know, and I work for a project called ECC. It's a coin and I'm on their team. I basically do all their social communication and I ended up doing like a last minute interview for them because the person who was supposed to do it wasn't able to for personal reasons. And I like killed it and they loved it and everybody loved it. And they were like, yo, you should do a podcast. And I was just like, no, nah, I'm okay. Not now. I'm like, I'm already busy. And like, <laughs> they didn't even care. It literally just started booking me interviews. And then on top of that, the first interview they booked me was with John McAfee. So I was like, well, shit, I guess I have to do it now because I'm not going to let that pass. So I was just like, okay. And then uh, I ended up doing it. And I was just like, man, I really like this. And it ended up turning into this because I feel like when I have these conversations with individuals like you, this is what opens up the dialogue to make people care about blockchain and crypto more than just the money aspect of it. And to me, that's the goal. Or if you are going to only care about the money aspect of it, at least get proper knowledge so you don't just screw yourself. You know, nobody likes to lose money at the end of the day. You know, everybody, you know, one way or another, you know, likes to likes to keep whatever gains they have. So, you know, I was like, if I can feed helping people in some way, shape or form and it's not toxic, that's the way I want to go. A hundred percent, mate. I've, I've got to run. I've got to get something going at nine o'clock here, but um, I've, I've really enjoyed today, mate. So thanks for reaching out to Ben and the the team and um and doing this likewise likewise well, yeah without a doubt alex man like i said man i appreciate you coming on man you're always welcome back to the show so i'll be in touch man and i'll definitely be watching uh, watching your uh your news outlet too man so i really like that man well i've got an awesome video you're gonna enjoy we're coming out on friday nice nice all right i'm gonna check it out and then yeah. i'll email cool. you um when i get ready to release this show it will be not this Tuesday coming up, but the next Tuesday, I'll send you all of the information, all the links. So you have all the information and you can share it out if you want. No worries, legend. Have a great day. All right. You take it easy, Alex. See you, mate. Okay, bye. bye. We'd like to thank everyone for your support here at the Bullpen Podcast all season long and look forward to having you at the next episode. We'd also like to give a special thanks to the team behind the scenes that make this show possible. Today's show notes can be found on our website at thebullpenpodcast.io forward slash post show stats. Also, don't forget to like and retweet us at one bullpen podcast. That's the number one bullpen podcast. And to watch Lyndon do some exciting and probably some weird things too, tune into the Snapchat at the Crypto Bully. That's at the Crypto Bully. It's been a pleasure, and see you at the next show. Good night, everyone.